This is the Bartholomew Town Podcast. All right, so today we, we're going to talk about, there's really two issues right now that, that come from bills that are in front of, of the General Assembly. And I think to set the table, I'll read from a Providence Journal article that was published on April 7th by Antonia Nori Farzan. And the headline, Narragansett tribes seek sovereignty, others want recognition. The debate is impassioned. I'll read the first few paragraphs here. Thorny questions of indigenous rights and tribal identity spilled into view this week when the House Committee on State Government heard testimony on several bills that would affect descendants of this area's original inhabitants. One slate of bills proposes to recognize Narragansett tribal sovereignty and give the tribe more say over its lands, in addition to extending broad property tax breaks to tribal members. Another set of bills seeks to recognize the Seekonk Wampanoag, a tribe recognized in Massachusetts but not Rhode Island, and create a process where any group could petition for tribal recognition. Those bills face strong opposition by the Narragansett Indian tribe, which argues that no other tribe has a valid claim to Rhode Island. There's also an element of decision-making uh, process that goes into this. This is me, not in the article, this is me speaking right here, uh, that has to do with who sets these policies. Is it at the state level or is it federal? Because the federal government technically regulates all things tribal. Uh, we're joined today, welcoming back to the show, Randy and Bellanoka from the Narragansett tribe. Good morning, and tell us what you know your position is on this 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 kind of th- these two bills, but particularly the latter in terms of tribal recognition. Um, I, I believe Randy should start off for us um, because I speak in spirit. Um, really, Randy is more form, you know, um, familiar with the process uh, that the federal government has taken, but at uh, tribal wise and through oral history and tradition um i will speak on that part. certainly okay randy let's hear it oh good morning bill Oscar Wequazin. um and thanks for the opportunity today um i don't know if you know how the bill was titled or even how the more so how the providence journal betrayed um the sovereignty part of, of that bill but you know, the Narragansett is a sovereign nation, and it's not uh, uh, reflective of Rhode Island's um, relationship with us or lack of relationship or designating sovereignty uh, for the tribe. We're already that. So, you know, just uh, a comment on that. Um, yep. The, um, the recognition bill, I know there were several that spoke at at least the first hearing, and uh, including Bella and myself, but um, you know, they, they, they have the state consider recognizing any other nation or, um, or tribe um, within the confines of what is now Rhode Island. You know, you know we spoke as, as tribal members, tribal elders, um, you know, the tribal government, maybe it will convey some type of uh, position or maybe already has, but, um, you know, the, the Narragansett tribe to become fairly acknowledged, like a lot of tribes. You know, there's loops and hoops and, and um, um, a slew of information that had to be presented, you know, uh, what's it, 40, 50 years ago now. And, um, you know, I don't know that the state of Rhode Island has any recognition process. So it's, uh, 
that that doesn't sit well. You know, it's it's a shame that we have to prove who we are as a people. But then again, we don't want any Johnny come lately. I'm not saying the Seekonkwapanag are that, but um, it it stands the reason that some kind of process has to be in place to recognize a tribe and and more so relationships with tribes are with the federal government, not necessarily with states. So government to government relationship with the federal government. That's how we got federally acknowledged and recognized with the federal government. Um, whether Rhode Island ever recognizes us remains to be seen. It's not uh, of any importance. At that time, maybe we'll recognize Rhode Island as a state. You know, it's it's um it's something that we don't right. need, but you know, it, it's uh, troubling. I guess lack of a better word that. You know, they, they've not had, it's always been a bad relationship between the state and the tribe. But yet, um, you know, they're considering anyways, these, these legislative efforts are considering the relationships and acknowledgement of um, a tribe that's recognized in Massachusetts. We, you know, we respect other tribes and their boundaries and uh, to go into those relations, those boundaries, those territories normally requires some kind of a, uh, um, acknowledgement on a part of the leadership of the tribe trying to come into that territory, such as the Narragansett. You know, and it's not any willy-nilly, let me um, come into your territory. It's is is um, a protocol, and it's not being followed here, to my knowledge. And so that's part of the trouble, too. It's you know, if Rhode Island's going to do anything, it should start with um, knocking on the door of the Narragansett, calling up the chief and the council, and um and move from that point on if they're going to consider a relationship with an Narragansett, or more importantly for the sake of the legislative efforts a relationship potentially with another nation another tribe that um you know historically a good swath of southern new england was Narragansett territory that's the way it was that's the way it will always be in my mind and um i guess i'm sorry i know i'm talking quite a bit on this i'll, I'll end at that point right now you know and another aspect of this is just it would seem anyway is is a financial one in terms of and i'm i'm just guessing here i don't have any numbers in front of me but there 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 would seem to be financial implications if you were to have additional in terms of grants in terms of programs so on and so forth is that a concern as well if you have a re- additional recognized tribes besides this very important question that you raise and I think at the heart of the issue is state versus federal who actually has the authority to recognize a tribe if the state were to move forward with this there could be any number of other tribal nations that step forward and say hey well even if our numbers are small or the historical record is inconclusive we want to establish ourselves and then basically receive money is that a fair assessment? What state grants may be out there, but it's certainly a fair assessment, though. Um, you know, it's fairly acknowledged and recognized in Narragansett. We have, to whatever extent, um, grants and contracts with the U.S. government, Bureau of Indian Affairs, Department of Interior. I'm not aware of, of uh, grants or whatever from the state to the tribe. There may be some. I'm not sure. But but your point is, is right on. Is if if other nations or tribes or, um, forgive me, alleged nations or tribes um, uh, were to be recognized, might that open the opportunity for state grants or, or state monies? Uh, I'm sure it would. 
And I don't begrudge any legitimate nation or tribe out there in any way. Um, but at the same time, again, repeat myself perhaps what we had to follow a process to get fairly acknowledged anyways. And it stands the reason that, you know, to try and weed out the, um, lack of a better word, illegitimate potential uh, recognition efforts. There's got to be a process. That process should include the Narragansett Nation, the Narragansett Tribe, extending some kind of uh, um, process or procedure or whatever, acknowledgement, because the tribes know each other, and the tribes know who isn't a tribe. And um, so I think step one of any process, certainly on a state level, would be Narragansett. What do you think of group A, B, or C? Do you recognize them? And um, and then move from that point on. But yes, potential for money is, is certainly real. Bella, over the years, I've, you know, I, I grew up in southern Rhode Island, as as you know, and close to the the reservation as it would have, as it was put forth in where I went to school. That's how it was described. Really, the tribal lands is the correct way to put it. And, you know, I had this impression as well that 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 there's there's one tribe in Rhode Island and that's it. Over the years, I've heard from different people have shown me maps and they've said, well, there's actually three or four different tribes that have had a presence in Rhode Island on an historic basis. And who I don't know. I don't know any anything more than some of the maps that I've been shown. But again, my background is and has been the Narragansetts and Rhode Island are synonymous. And really, that's it at the end of the day. What's, what's your position on some of the other tribes that, are, that have appeared on maps that either spill into what is modern-day Rhode Island or have tried to make a claim over the years that they have uh, had historically had a presence in this area? I'm certain you've seen many maps, and I'm sure many maps conflicted other maps. Mm-hmm. A lot of tribes did come to, the, to what is now known as the state of Rhode Island, Narragansett Territory. And on that territory, they seeked, they, they sought protection from the Narragansetts. We were a very mighty tribe. But when they got their protection and they felt that it was safe to return to their land, they left. The state of Rhode Island will document whatever it feels as though it wants to document. Its, its purpose is, um, is meant to fragment tribes. They have never been friends to the Narragansetts. Now, Roger Williams has stated in your books that says, oh, he was friends to the Narragansetts. Well, I don't know friends who sold slaves. I don't know any friends who bought slaves. I don't know friends who stole all of the ceremonial grounds of the people who let him stay for a spell. What it was is when he stayed for a spell, he brought in his congregation, they fell in love with the land and they wanted more and more and more and greed took over. And that was the bottom line with that. The colonizers came and it was it is what it is today. Now we have these tribes. Um, now Randy, my husband, is from that Seekonk tribal nation. His uncle was the chief for many years before this present day chief. He even states that the tribe is based in Massachusetts. And it is. It's a state-recognized tribe in Massachusetts. But they want to tap into funds here. And that is not what we do. There's a tribal protocol that we follow. We don't just go 
Connecticut just can't move in on Rhode Island. And Rhode Island can't just move in on New York. There is, you know, a, a protocol in place. So why is it that anyone who has a feather in their hair and proclaims themselves or self-pronounces that they are a chief, they are like maybe four-year-old chiefs right now, mm-hmm. who, who name themselves chiefs. They were medicine men first, then they became sub-chiefs, and then they became chiefs. And they did this on their own. And from my understanding, there are 10 tribes that are trying to get into the state of Rhode Island. That's Ten. a burden. Wow. Yes. And they want to form a committee to uh, to be able to recognize themselves as state tribes. There is no process in the state of Rhode Island. The state of Rhode Island doesn't have a process because the state of Rhode Island doesn't have a right to recognize anyone. We predate their history. Most of their history that, that has been uh, fed to the state of Rhode Island is just like Christopher Columbus discovering America. You want to believe what you want to believe. That was a 405-year, 500-year-old lie. If you want a good lie, go with it. You know, that's your business. But it's meant to fragment us. It's meant to bring chaos in. But it's really meant for people to come in and, and uh, grab land. They're the new colonizers these people. They are people who, unfortunately, um, are, are, are angry with the tribes because they they try to get on these base roles of the recognized tribes and weren't able to prove their lineage. So they form their own tribal nation. That burden falls on them to prove their bloodline. And if you cannot prove it, then I, I can't help you. Now, I'm one who has opened up the base hole with my sisters to allow you know, others to get on the base hole. I welcome people if they can prove that they belong on the base hole by proving that they're, they have lineage to it. Come on, the more the merrier. I want you home, welcome. But if you're making up your bloodline and trying to create a tribe that hasn't have had a history of a chief for the last 500 years, then we got a problem. I am aware that there is this book that is out there and I have um, a copy of it. I will lend it to you or I will make you a copy. Whereas some of these leaders got together, 10 of, 10 of these leaders got together and they are following this book and it teaches you how to create a tribe how to become sovereign. And then they have someone who was working up at the United Nations who was also helping them. So it's this, um, it's, ha- it's not just happening in Rhode Island. It's happening now in other states where people are formulating uh, tribes so that they, they can go and tap into funding. And this is scary. This doesn't just affect the, the Narragansett, it affects the fishermen because we have fishing and hunting rights. And when they come here, they're tapping into those too. You know, there's a lot of things that they're gonna be tapping into. See, the state of Rhode Island was receiving a lot of money for the Narragansetts. And they never gave them a dime. So they took that money because we didn't use it and put it into the general fund. And they were able to play with it any way they want. Now come June, there are millions of dollars that are allocated towards us. 
and they have to spend it by June. And people are trying to tap into it now. We have people trying to claim the northern part. We have people trying to claim the eastern part of um, Rhode Island. We have the Poconoke tribe. The Poconoke tribe belongs in Massachusetts as well. But but, um, we have Warren, who is creating them as their very own tribe. They don't have that right. There is no state-recognized tribe. There is only one federally recognized tribe, and that is us. But they are bypassing us, and they are listening to this false history, and the Poconoke saying, oh, we are the people who gave Roger Williams his plot of land. All this history is false. It's even documented in your history. Who did? They are creating their own history. They're creating their own land base. Uh, They have people who are great listeners, people with good hearts who want to give land back to the tribes. If you want to give land back to the tribe, it belongs with the Narragansett Indian tribe. You return it back to the Narragansett Indian tribe. They They are the only federally recognized tribe here. They are proving their lineage. They are not made up. They are not disgruntled because they are not able to get into a tribe or they had a falling out with another tribe. Poconoke tribe was one tribe. It split. Now it's the Pocasset uh, uh, tribe. The Pocasset um, Poconoke tribe, led by uh, a man who's been probably a chief for 10 years, with no history to back it up. That history belongs to the Poconoke tribe. The other Poconoke tribe, he split up because he was angry that he couldn't be a leader and made himself a leader. I see. So this, I don't like to dish out this kind of stuff. It's not my my information to dish out, dish out, but we hear and we know what's going on. This book that is allowing people to come in and get IDs saying that they're uh, tribal members, and that they belong to this tribe. I know people from different countries who carry that tribe, that that card. They're from different countries. No disrespect if that's the way you want to get into the country and be here and be sound, that's your way. But the Narragansett go through a series of of of, of um background checks and everything to make certain everything's good. The federal government made certain that they come from that lineage, that line. So I'm not understanding how the state of Rhode Island is pretending they don't have the phone numbers to the chief or the medicine man or the um, historic preservation officer. They choose not to want to know. They want to believe that there's more tribes because then they can try to fragment us. We have a long-standing bad relationship with the state of Rhode Island and not because of our own doing. The smoke shop raid, elderly housing, we can go on and on, the casino effort, you know? Uh, We can go on and on. The knee in the neck of the 1978 compact, Joe Larissa, who wants to be this cowboy that comes in and slaughters us, we can go on and on. And then we have the legal counsel for the governor. 
They are still reneging on some of the deals that they made with us as they bury over our ancient burial grounds, case them in, and then think it's okay. Offer us a little bit of land and then renege on it. We don't have access to the ocean still. And you're trying to make right with somebody new who has Mm -hmm. no lineage? Come on, we know something's happening up at the state house. This is what they're trying to do. I don't blame it on the tribal nations. I don't blame it on those who are trying to set up um, a a tribal nation because this is what they do in the, the ministries as well. They come out of prison, they have bad records, they can't get a job, so they set up a ministry and then they have their first lady. We know this has been going on for a long time. I respect every tribal nation that is legitimate out there. I would never go against them. I respect everybody, period. I don't care where you come from or what kind you are. I respect that. But respect our protocol. It's ancient. It is a protocol that we've always practiced so that we didn't run into conflict. Don't come in and try to disturb what we have in place because of your hungry and greed for money and funding. And we know that the state of Rhode Island welcomes that. I want all eyes and all ears to the ground and watch your uh, public leadership. Watch the people that you voted for. Watch them pretend that they are not aware that there's only one tribe here and has only been. Watch them try to bring you some form of confusion. This is about to happen, and don't say you didn't hear it from me first. And it's going to be important to follow the track of these bills, especially if they're reintroduced and sort of amended. In particular, this H5021, an act relating to state affairs and government, recognition of Native American tribes, representatives Vela Wilkinson, Nore Morales, uh, Casimiro, Bennett, Sanchez, Kazarian, and Lombardi have introduced this. And it's going to be important to watch it and see where it goes. And also, you wonder what what the um, what information those representatives have, or if they've been presented with, and where they're coming from on this. And it'll again, it'll be important and interesting to continue to monitor it. Um, last couple of minutes here. The bottom line is there's a lot of things at play right now. One is the who has authority to recognize a tribe federal or does the state at any level have that authority number two incursion on narragansett tribal um i guess we would say autonomy in the state and then undelivered unkept promises which is nothing new you know in 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 terms of of the history here uh that is things that have still not been fulfilled like you'd mentioned whether it's access shoreline access land um the paving over of of ancient burial grounds i mean the list goes on and on so there's these undelivered promises and it's like well wait a second now let's let's before we even consider expanding close out those promises that have already been made so it sounds like there's a lot of things happening simultaneously here and it's going to be difficult for anybody to um justify moving on without fulfilling those promises is that a fair assessment that's a fair assessment. Is Lombardi also a judge now? This is John Lombardi. So he is 
That's a great question. Yeah, I believe is boy. You know, here I am supposed to ha- supposed to know this stuff. I'm going to look it up right now. It's because there's. I believe, I believe he, he would be. The, yeah, yeah, he is the exactly. I couldn't remember if it was Frank or John. Yeah, it's John Lombardi, of course. Yeah. Well, he wears yeah, totally. he wears many hats, and he has a lot of power yeah. in the city, yep. and in Providence, and now on, you know, the courtship. I don't think that is fair. I think Bellinoka. So. Oh, pardon me, please. Bella Noka, Randy Noka, thank you so much for your time. We'll uh, we'll continue to stay on top of this and and keep in touch with with us as well. And we'll we'll keep on uh, start. I'm going to start asking questions of some of the reps that have signed on to this and try to get an understanding of where they're coming from and what presentations they've been offered in terms of why they're advocating for in in the case of of tribal recognition a really unusual process in terms of federal versus state and also one that doesn't really deliver the the type of um you know fulfills the obligation of the state towards the narragansett tribe thank you for having us bill yeah pleasure hey rhode island do you have a question about anything business related well now is your chance to ask the commerce secretary our new recurring series right here on the bartholomew town podcast commerce secretary liz tanner will join me in studio next week and is happy to answer your questions we've already gotten a bunch of them and you can send them to bill at ripodcast.com. Ask the Commerce Secretary only on Rhode Island's podcast of record, Bartholomew Town.